When I was very young, I volunteered at a Zen meditation center in Greenwich Village, where two types of people stopped by, the devoted and the dabblers. There were people who grew up practicing Buddhists like me and were relieved to find a new way to come back to an observation on their own terms with all the resources New York City could provide. And then there were people who had read about my center in the Times and wanted a quick fix, daily meditation to help quit a habit, or Buddha to put in the corner of their room. What you might be surprised to hear is that I think that both types of Buddhists are fine, really. There's a place in religion for dabbling. Dabbling is part of your path to discovery. It makes you a whole person. It's reflective. I welcome the dabblers, which is good because there are many. One winter, on a day when I was alone in the center, straightening our books and pamphlets and drinking corn tea, a tall man in a motorcycle jacket entered conspicuously. The wind whooshed in behind him. He brought in snow and gray residue and chill. He unwrapped his scarf and I was struck immediately by the multitudes in his eyes. A likable, thoughtful twinkle and a twisted, needy hunger. I was glad he found us. Welcome to the center, I said. I'm Masako. I'm Phil, he said, shuffling his feet mindfully to avoid getting winter grime on our floor. Too late. Have you been here before? I didn't love giving the introductory talk. I preferred to run sessions or watch people browse and discover themselves. But it was something you had to do. Well, no, said Phil, but I don't need it. I'm already a Buddhist. Oh, I asked. I'm sure I couldn't help but smile. Yeah, he said. I have been for years. In college, I was a Buddhist. I had a Buddhist center like this one. And I have a shrine in my room where I meditate every day. So I mostly wanted to look around and see if there was anything that I could add to it. Any books I haven't read. A Zen t-shirt, I thought, to wear. And then let the joke go. I don't often meet other people who have Zen centers. That's fantastic. We're so lucky you're here today. What's the one you started called so I can ask my friends if they've heard of it? Phil frowned. If it's okay, I just want to uh, be present for a bit and browse. Of course, I said, and went back to my tea. Phil picked up a pamphlet for women about feminist sexual practices, raised his eyebrows, and put it down. He looked at a chart about breathing in different parts of your body as a method of pain release. I could observe him practicing it there, standing in the middle of the room, clenching and releasing his legs, seat, shoulders, and eyes. He looked at a book about death rituals and put it down quickly. Would you like some tea? I asked him. Sure, he said, and came to the counter. I gestured that he stop and then sat down on the ground with two mugs. He joined me. If it's not too personal, Phil, I'd love to hear about what your daily practices look like. 
Please, teach me. Phil inhaled. I could see he was deciding something. How much to disclose? Or maybe he was just smelling his tea. I'm an athlete, he said. And I use meditation to ground me before a game. I think of the game, and I imagine myself winning. And then I think, please, please, please help me win this game tonight. Let me connect my body to my mind and help me win tonight. And I meditate on that, repeating that for up to an hour, however long it takes to get in the right place. Hmm. I believe in candor at all times, don't you, Phil? Yes, of course. He smiled and took another sip of tea. Hmm. It sounds to me like your meditation is more like traditional Christian prayer. You're asking a higher power to win a game. And that's fine. I would just hesitate to call it a Buddhist ritual. It's a pre-game prayer. Phil's face broke. No, he said. That's wrong. That's totally wrong. Oh? I asked. How? He put down his tea. I don't talk to God. A God. I talk to my body. I talk to myself. I'm mindful. I'm connected. I think about the earth and how I fall into the greater scheme of things with what I do every day. I'm so sorry I misinterpreted, I said, sincerely so. Can you maybe give me another example? One that's not about the game? Well, okay, said Phil, and scrunched his big open face in thought. I recently started more walking meditation. I'll do it in the park or I'll do it in my apartment. I actually got a record that you can play on that guides you through the process. I heard a chime. Someone was at the door. That sounds great, Phil. If you'll excuse me, I need to check in with this new visitor, but I'll be right back to sit with you. That's okay, he said. I think I'd like to read alone anyway, if you don't mind. He hastily picked up the breathing chart and orgasmic tract and sat away from me in the corner, studying them like vocabulary flashcards. Phil was closed. My brief window to make a connection with the fickle visitor had passed, but I felt compassion for him nonetheless. He was devoted and a dabbler, I think. One of the rarest types of people, and one of my favorites.